Firstly, I wanted to share a medrash that I found, which has nothing to do with what we're partial up to, but it has to do with everything, with everything that um, we do in the shir. Amazing medrash. It's talking about a pasuk in Shir Shirim, where it says, Apiria in Hoya, is so? Melech Shleime, I forgot the pasuk. Anyway, so it says this pasuk is referring to the Mishkan. And then it says, look at the passage before that, where it says, And that's referring to Bechaz And the order in, in the Torah is that Torah talks about Bechaz before the Pasha Samishkan. So it says like this, the Medrash says, This teaches you, the reason why that's the order in Shir Hashim because that's the order in the Torah which teaches you which is an amazing statement meaning that the whole of Nevi'im and Ksuvim the purpose is to be Mefarish the Torah and that's how you can find it, sometimes see these patterns that the order follows the order in the Torah that shows you that that is the Pirush, which is sums up what we do here. That looking at the Nevi Maksum as a Pirush of the Torah. And it's amazing, the letter says that that's the purpose. That's all he's doing. All he's doing is being Mafash. Which is essentially what the Gmontani says, like I'm the Nevi Maksum, It means that all they're doing is, is explicating what's in the Torah, really. But here it's a little more Mafash. Thank you. It's also related to the events that the Nevi, like by the time of the Nevi. Yeah, so you're saying they, they use the Torah for their the events also, you mean? They connected the events to Right, the right that's a question. What is that about? No, they're not just talking about the Torah, they're using the Torah then to apply it to their, to what's happening in their time. So, right. Maybe because they're what saying that? They're understanding, that, they're they're understanding that that's in the Torah, right. They're seeing yeah. that in the Torah too, fine, but that's, yeah. that's a lot. Okay. Why is it that also well, but, uh, they, they say the beam are not going to be around? Well, that's the reason probably, because they, they're, not be they're not necessary. I think... So. They're all, they're all in the Torah. Uh, I think, I think, I don't know. Okay, <coughs> so we're in Perak Lamed Hay. We're in Perak Lamed Hay, and last week we learned Pasuk Dalid, and this week I want to continue discussing Pasuk Dalid. So Perak Lamed Hay, Pasuk Dalid, Yaakov is on his way to Basil to build a Mizbeach. So he tells his family <coughs> to remove the Lehei HaNechar. Remove the Lehei HaNechar that are amongst you, and purify yourself and change your clothing. So the Pasuk Dalit says they gave to Yaakov all the Lehei that were in their possession. And Yaakov buried them under the Ela. Ela is a tree. I think it's of the oak family. So he buried them under the Ela that's next to Shechem. Okay, so the Ela. There was only one. It's not that he buried it under a tree. He buried it under, where did he bury it? Under the tree that's next to Shechem. Okay. That's the hay of Ha'ela. And um, later, five seconds later, there's another burial, there's another burial under a tree, and that's Devaira. And that's Tachas Ha'aloin. That's also not under, an Aloin is another tree. Um, okay, so she's also not buried under a tree, but she's buried under the Aloin. So that's referring to some known Aloin. Same one? No, 
No, because that's Mitachas of Beis They already had traveled. Look in Pasukei, as they traveled. So there wasn't the same place. Okay, but there's something. There's a known, a known Elah, and there's a known online. Now about this Elah, we discussed this last week at the end of Sefer Yeshua. It says that the Yeshua made a, 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 a convocation in Shechem, and the Perek of and Yeshua, and he told them, he told them, so he's doing what Yaakov did, but he does it differently. And there it says in Pasuk Chavav, this is in Yeshua, Perek of Dalek, Pasuk Chavav, it says, the Yeshua Dvarim the Sefer Torahs Eloikim, so that, according to Rashi, according to Ramshan Rashi, is this very same Ela, the Yaakov buried the Lehenechor under. There, when Yeshua told him to remove the Lehenechor, he took a big stone and he set it up under the Allah that's in the Mikdash Hashem. So. This, this Allah is not just any tree. <coughs> it's a, a very specific tree. It's the Allah, and it's in a special place. It's in a, in a holy place. <coughs> okay, so, can we say more about this? So we know that Yaakov, in the end of Parak Lamed Gimel, we know that Yaakov built him as Be'ach, next to Shechem. This Allah, or this Elah, was Im Shechem. Right? Pazital describes it was the Elah next to Shechem. And then in Sefer Yeshua, we find that that's a Mikdash Hashem. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that Yaakov, in the place that he was, which was in front of Shem, built a Mizbeach. That's Pasachov, Periklam and Gil Pasachov, Vayatzev Shem Mizbeach. So Yaakov set up a Mizbeach there, in front of Shem. And there was the Allah, or the Elah. And, and that Elah ultimately is, is a Mikdash Hashem. Okay. Additionally, then, we go back to Lech Lecha, where there's another A-line, so, Perekid Beis Pasuk Vav, Vayavar Avram Ba'aretz, Ad Mekoyim Shechem. So he's also around Shechem, not in Shechem, like Yaakov, and Ad A-line Meire. Okay, so there's an A-line over there. Now, maybe everyone knows that an alien means a plane, because that's what Targum says. But Lamaiso, an alien is also a tree. And some people say that it means a tree over there. And based on what we have in our parasha, there's an Allah, or an Elah, and an Alain. And a Mizbeh. And a Mizbeh. And this Allah ends up being a Mikdash Hashem Bashchem, in the place of Shechem. And Yaakov built a Mizbeh there, or his Matz of a Mizbeh. And here we have Avram building a Mizbeh, also by Mekayim Shechem. And Eloin Myra. So that suggests that the Eloin by Avram means a, a tree. And there's something about the Mizbeach being built next to a tree or, or a tree area. Without getting into that, we spoke about that a little last week. Okay, another additional point. Additional point. In our Pasha, and this we spoke about last week. So look at Periklamid Hay. Periklamid Hay is very tightly structured. In Periklamid Hay from Pasuk Aleph to Ches. Hashem, Yaakov is told to go to Basil and make a Mizbeach, which he does. He buries the things under the tree. He builds a Mizbeach. He names it Basil, and then there's another burial under the Aloy. 
And then the same thing happens again in, per, in, from, in the Hemshech of the Perik, Pasuk Tess, through... Just tell me names down line. Through Chaf. Again, there's... Um, again, there's a building of a Matzeva in Pasuk Yedalit. Again, there's a naming. And then there's another Matzeva. Twice there's a Matzeva. So in the first half of the Perik, there's twice a tree and putting something under the tree. And the sec and the naming of Basil. The second half of the parak is twice making a matzeva. One for as a sim, one as a matzeva tashem, one as a matzeva of a burial, again a burial, and and then there's a naming. Okay, so Linyudino, I just want to show that um, trees and matzevas go together. We look at the, the two par- the first half of the parak and the second half of the parak parallel each other, so it means trees and matzevas go together. Like we know, trees and matzevas go together. So again, just to show that... He didn't name that alone. He like just that the alone by Eloin by, by, by Emoira is, is like, the, like this alone, which is a tree. What? What are you saying? He names a tree alone Bachus. He does not name the matzeva of Kuras Rachel. Okay. Right. But maybe it doesn't need no, to no. be named. But it might be Rachel Mavaka, right? You might right. use alone Bachus to say Rachel Mavaka. Right. Okay. Right. Rachel Christ. Now... Right. By the way, the Targum Eretz Yisrael of Aloin and Elo is the same. Same Targum, which is Baluta, which is a type of tree. And then here's the Pasuk that it's Kedai to, to look at, because we're going to get back to it tonight. This is the Pasuk in Yeshaya, the end of Perek Vav. And here, the context is... The context is... Um, Yeshaya is having a vision of great destruction coming. And he says, until when? This is the last Pasuk in Perek which is a very difficult Pasuk. We'll get back to what it means later. But there it says something about destruction. Which means, according to many, I'm sure there's other ways to attach this. Like the Ela and the Aloin, that when they shaleches, when they shed, when they shed their, their leaves, all that's left is a matzeves, is a stump. And that stump is called a matzeva. So a stump of a tree, when there's nothing left but the bottom of the tree, that's called a matzeva. So here we have an elah, an aloin, and a matzeva. Zerak Kodesh Matzav Toh. And that stump is a simon to the clay soil that even though they're going to be chopped down, that stump is the Zerak Kodesh, the remnant, the seed mm-hmm. that, that's going to be held. Okay. So the name my point is like, elah, aloin, and matzeva go together. Yaakov buries the Elohim Echo by the elah. Another burial by the Aloin. And these things go along with the Matseva and the second half of the passion of the Matseva. So, therefore, I would suggest that when it says the Avram built the Mizbech, also the Mekayim Shechem, and this Eloh ends up being a Mikdash Hashem. So, when Avram built the Mizbech, the Mekayim Shechem, and Eloh in Myra, that Eloh would be trees. So, to the Mizbech that we're supposed to build in Hagrizim, where it says in. in um, trees. Right, it says. It'll be to build it next to a grove of trees. Okay? What about building a mizbech next to a tree? <laughs> so that that's what's there to talk about that. Okay, that's interesting. Fine. Okay, so now we spoke last week about the fact that here Yaakov was given the Lehanecha. So Yaakov is purifying his family from Lehanecha, but he buries them. He doesn't burn them. Which is very interesting. And that's what we noticed last week that we mentioned that the Rekeach said, I think it was the Rekeach, 
Rabbein Ephraim, mm-hmm. who says the Pasuk in Hashem says, Nitma Yisrael, here he's telling them to purify themselves, but the Pasuk in Hashem about this parasha says, Nitma Yisrael, because what type of purification is that? He buries them. Instead of burning them, we're supposed to burn them, and that way no one could get them again. But I realized that it's really much more than that. He didn't just bury them, he buried them under a the tree, which is where you put a body, because it's a, a marker, um, like he did with Devira, and, and, and those goes along with those matzevas, which are, obviously matzevas are to mark a spot. And this is the Elo. And this is the Elo that ends up being, that maybe is next to the Mizbeah, ends up being a Mikdash Hashem. So what do you, so it's one thing not to burn them, but then just put them in a nondescript, and there's no one even know where they are. He puts them in a, in a very specific spot. Halabahafla. I just want to show you, it's a little bit related, but just to bring it out, uh, you don't have to look this up. Another place where it says things were put under the tree is the burial of Shaul. He was also buried, this is in Shmuel Alam, Perek Lama, Pasu Yudgimel. He was buried by the people of Yavesh, Tachas Ho'eshel. Mm-hmm. Yavesh, and by the way, in the Yavim Aleph, very good, Pasu Yudgimel, it says he was buried Tachas Ho'eshel. Mm-hmm. Um, Tachas Ho'eshel be Yavesh. So it seems like there's these trees, Aloin and Eshel, maybe they're all interchangeable. But anyways, it's a good place to put. It's a good place to put something that you want to mark the spot. Like, like in say for Yeshua, where Yeshua put a stone there, a matzeva on that spot, tachasayila, because it's a very special spot, and a stone marks the spot like a tree does, and that's why the matzevas and trees have an association because they're both a way of marking a spot or setting it off, and then for some reason that's problematic by the mikdash, whatever the reason is. But but why are you putting a in, in, in a very specific spot? Very, very strange, right? Okay. So, to understand this, I think that we're going to go uh, a little bit different way. I want to I share a, an Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra on this Pasuk of Asiyah Lehenech, he comes the following. He says, Chalila, 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 Shayishkav Hanavi, Im Oivdais, Im Oivdais, Alehenech. Chalila, Chalila, that the Navi Yaakov was sleeping with worshippers of our own gods. I think, I suspect that, okay, he says Oivdais, because it says he said to Beisai, to his family, so it's Mashu's household, had foreign gods. So, Chalila, Chalila, says Ibn Ezra. Upirusha timtzenu b'pashas v'yelach So if you want to know what it means, look in Pashas v'yelach. Okay. So in Pashas v'yelach, he's going on the Pasuk that says, in this week's Pasha, it says, V'kom ha'am hazeh v'zona acharei Elohei nechar ha'aretz. Okay. So it says, it says the Ibn Ezra, Yisoyed, which is, comes a lot, comes up a lot in the Ibn Ezra, this, this, Idea. He says, I'm going, to read, I'm going to read it inside. He says, We know there's only one God. Any changes, meaning any differences in godliness, there's only one God. So any differences come from the Mechablam, from those who receive the revelation. Hashem doesn't change his actions, they're all the same. Hashem, part of serving Hashem, is to preserve the koyach, the ability to do makabal the shavu Hashem according to the place. That's why it says mishpat that the kusim had to know how to serve the God of the land. That means what he's saying is as follows: There's only one God. Um, any change in godliness is because there's different places that have that can access godliness in different ways. So therefore, we have to serve Hashem one way in Eretz Yisrael, 
And that's why the Kusim, when they were in Etzol, they had to learn how to serve Hashem there. They had to learn how to serve Hashem, right, appropriate to Etzol. Therefore, Yaakov said, Because he's going into Etzol. And in Chutzlaret, there's only the ability to makabal Hashem's Shefa in one way, in a lesser way. And therefore, Lehei are not as bad, or maybe they're not inappropriate, whatever, in Chutzlaret. V'hepech hamokim hadavik ba'arayah shehem she'er. I don't know exactly the text yet, but what he's saying is that that in Chutzlaret, Yaakov is married to two sisters. And in Chutzlaret, they can't be. And he de- what he's, certainly means to, I think, what he means to, to allude to is that Rachel's death, when she died, is because Yaakov said, whoever has the truffle is going to die. And here he's telling her we have to get rid of the Elihei Neichar because we're on our way to Yisrael. I mean, he's already in, but he's on the way to Basel. And now Rachel's going to die and he's no longer going to be married to sisters. So the two things go together. Meaning, there's a mahalach of Avoida. There's a mahalach of being shamer the Koyach HaKibol. Because shamer the Koyach means preserving the, how, how you could receive from Hashem. So there's how you relate to Hashem. So how you relate to Hashem. Should you, can you use Avodzor or not? Avodzor has a system. It's, it's not crazy. You look at the Ramam first back of Avodzor. Okay, it's not, it's not, it's not completely ludicrous. So, and um, the relationship to Hashem, the Chutzlar, it allows for that, while the relationship in Israel does not, like the relationship to Hashem in the Chutzlar, it's allowed Yaakov to be married to two sisters and not, and not in Chutzlar, but not in Israel. So Rachel's death is getting rid of the Trophim, and tra- Rachel the Maestro stole the Trophim, and that's why she has to die, and it works out with the fact that Yaakov can't be married to two sisters in Israel because it's something that's not appropriate for Israel, which is Rachel's derech, because she was the one who took the Trophim. Okay, that's, I think, what so She's the one say. who's going to die? So she's the one who's going to die. So when he, he says that the one who took the Trophim will die, he does, what he's saying is which one, which one of the sisters is going to okay. die? Okay, no, I was not suggesting that. That's no, but that maybe that's what, he, that's what he's dictating, whether or not... Well, whether the Rachel, Yaakov ki Rachel gonna he thought right. the Leia took them. Maybe. Uh, who knows? I don't know. He didn't realize uh, that Rachel is the faster of the Vasmar and That's very interesting. Rachel is not the one thing to keep in mind. Next, we showed in our Pasha that just like in our Pasha there's trees and Matsevis, so there's that Pasuk in Yishai. Okay, so if you didn't see that Pasuk in Yishai, it goes like this. Soif Perek Vav in Yishai. There's going to be some remnant which is going to be destroyed, okay? Basically a tremendous destruction. You can look at the second before that. It's very clear. It's going to be a shmama and Hashem is going to be rachik, Yisrael, fine. Like these trees, when they shed their leaves, all that's left is a stump. And that stump, so what does that mean? And that stump is a marshal for the Zerah Kodesh, meaning, yes, there's going to be destruction of Klaeso, but it's going to be like an Ela and Aloin. That they, in the winter, they lose their, their leaves, and they get dry, whatever, but there's still some stump left that rejuvenates. So to the destruction of Klaeso is going to be, in that way, that there's always going to be there's always going to be a, a remnant that's going to return from Golos and that's right, to the Baishim.
fine. Right, in Ezra Paraktes, the, the people that came back from the Barashin are called the Zerakoyish. Ezra Paraktes plus a base. Base Orbu Zerakoyish. Base Orbu Zerakoyish. I'm there. It's fine. That's the holy seat. So I would suggest the following then. Let's understand why is Yaakov not burning the, the Psilim? Why doesn't he burn them? And then the next question was why does he put them? under um, an Elo. So, Yaakov said in the end of Pasha Vayetzeh, whoever you find, wherever you find your gods will die. Now, he finds out that Rachel had them. Or now he's dealing with the fact that Rachel has them, at least. There's a Lehei Necho in Yaakov's household. When he buries Rachel them, is that what he buried? Yeah. So she found that she had it. Right, right. Well, no, well, maybe he found that earlier. Maybe he yeah. found that earlier, but now he's guilty. Could be found that earlier. So, if Yaakov would burn them, if Yaakov would burn them, then he's, he's ruling that Rachel has to be burnt. I mean, whatever he's doing, however he's doing to the Truffin, whatever he does to the Truffin, is, if, if these things are completely taboo to the point that they have to be burnt, that means that if Rachel is supposed to die for having them, she has to be burnt. Why do you burn up a desire? So there should be nothing left of it. Nothing left of it means there won't be anything left of Rachel. There won't be any remnant. Putting it under an Ela and Aloin. Alright, so what is Zaini Shaya? An Ela and Aloin is something that even when it even when it dies, there's always a matzeva. Always a matzeva. Which is Rachel ends up getting a matzeva too. And the matzeva, the stump, tree has a stump, which is a matzeva, is always something left, and that itself rejuvenates. So then transferring that to Rachel, who's going to soon be buried, but she's going to be buried under matzeva, and the truffin that she stole are put under an ela, which never is completely destroyed. So what does that mean? That means that that means that, yes, Rachel has to die because she took the truffle. But that doesn't mean there's no future. It doesn't so mean that what Rachel did confines her. One second. It doesn't mean that what Rachel did confines her to the past and to make that she's completely, cannot have any role in the future of Klai. So rather, she, the truffle are buried under a tree. A tree, even when it's destroyed, there's a stump. So to Rachel is going to be destroyed. She's going to die. But she's going to have a Zerah Kodesh, i.e. Binyamin, is going to be born. Oh, Yosef. And like a stump, no, no, Yosef does not survive. We'll get to that soon. He's not a Zerah Kodesh in Yeshaya. It's only Yehudah and Binyamin survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's going to be a stump. There's going to be a remnant. Rachel is not going to be completely gone. Rachel and her truffle. Rather, the future of Kaiser is going to be built on that. She's going to die, but as she dies, she's going to have a baby. And that's the Zerah Kodesh. Yeah, what's the question? Why does Yaakov keep control of what he does to the truffle? How, how Rachel's going to die? Again? Because he's the one who said that she has to die because of the truffle, right? After he said that, then the... Plus the he's sure going to die. Is, is not no, she's going to die, right? Why is she going to die? Because Yaakov says, she's gonna, has, she says she has to die. So but that's given. That's over. That's over. But how is she going to die? Is she going to die with, uh, with uh, a birth at the same time, with the future? Which is the Arakodesh Matzavta. Or is she going to die with that? So that's still the totality, right? 
what's your question? I think your question is why can why can who why if he burns them does she have to do that? What came yeah. first, the truck and the no, what comes first is like this. Of course he said she has to die, so that's done. Right. But now if he burns the truffin, he's saying she should be burnt. Because he's now he's being masber. It's up to him to say, well, how bad is it, right? Because Okay, to what degree? So what we're doing what so he's the one who gets me a fireship. He's the one who was the din of Misa. So this is how he, he's giving it a peerish of not being completely gone. Someone's other brothers are your the person? No 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 no. No, that's not the point. No, someone steals truffle, you don't kill them either. But here he said that if she has truffle, she has to die, right? He said that. Which means that, which means, well, it means, in your name, it means that Trophim, that, that connection to Trophim can't be Klaiso. Klaiso can't be that. At least what they've been saying in that as well, it can't be that. We have to move on. So does that mean that we, we move past Rachel and everything that she stands for so that she can't be a member of Klaiso? Or does it mean it's a stage? It's a stage that ends in death, but it's a stage that, um, upon which can be future life can be built, like the death of childbirth. Death, but at the same time a life. So yes, it's something that has to end, and yes, it's only for Chutzlars. Does that mean, okay, she's wrong, and Yaakov is supposed to forget about her? Or is she a stage? Is a stage of Kaisal's development of Chutzlars? And, and simply what I'm saying is simply, yes, there's Trufim, like the Bidetta says, it's appropriate for Chutzlars. Okay, so now, but now we learned that that's wrong, and we're forgetting about that, or we're going to Progress past that. We'll build up, or we'll build their avodas Hashem on that derech of avodah, which is a valve of and and you know, so then in that case, don't burn them. They're a stage, an important stage, and we'll, and we'll soon see why it's important to keep track of them. We'll get back to that soon. Why it's important to keep track of where they are. But but the point is for but for now, putting them under a tree means that there's life that's going to be built after them. They're not they're not they're not a complete dead end. Is that clear? Clear enough, I guess. Yeah? No, not so clear? No, I think, well, there's more to be developed, but we'll develop it. Okay. So now, really, the truth is, as I mentioned before, the truth is the only survivor, the only remnant, the Zerakodesh after the Golas Babel, or after the Golas of the Tetravatim, is Yehuda and Binyamin. Yehuda and Binyamin, which is Yehuda is from Leah, and Binyamin is from Rachel. So the truth is that if Yaakov wouldn't have done, taken the step, then he would have been, there would be no future to Rachel. Because only Yehuda and Binyamin are the Zerah Kodesh. Rachel would have been proven to be an error that Yaakov made to, to try to keep on going for Rachel. Well, Binyamin is there also. Binyamin is, is from... Binyamin is because of this, right. But he's, he's from Rachel. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Binyamin is only so, born... If not for that... Because he puts it under an Ela. Right. And therefore he puts Rachel under a Matzeva at the time that she dies, when she gives birth to Binyamin. Otherwise it would be only Yehuda. Otherwise, other, if you would have burnt the truck, and Rachel would have just trapped dead, and that's no well, we'd be only no Binyamin. Be at the end. There'd be no Binyamin, because there would be no Zerak Kodesh Matzavta. There would be no future built on the death of Rachel. Right? Instead, I'm showing from there that the Ilanis and the Matzevis indicate that dead trees eventually come back to life, meaning that there's life that continues after this death. So Yishai is forcing a great destruction, but he's being told, like the stump of a tree, so do the. the so is always a stump, there's always a matzev, there's always something there which is going to come back to life. Okay, 
plugging that back into our parasha with this Elonis, Elo, Matzeva, Mazbechus, etc. And they parallel each other. It's just that Rachel, Alexander Matzeva, is like the Psilim, which is the cause of her death, that were under the Elo. Meaning that the Elo is a, is a, the Elo always has a Matzeva, always has a stump, even when the leaves are gone, which stump gives forth new life. As Rachel indeed did while she died. And given that Yishayah calls that the Zerakaydish, that suggests that, I guess, yeah, this is Taka the remnant, is Binyamin. And this is why he was born, because Yaakov put it under a name. Meaning, and meaning in the Nimshul, what that means is that, well, the Nimshul, meaning, okay, Rachel is involved with the Lehen Eichar, and that's only appropriate for Chutzahs. Does that mean she's gone completely, or are we supposed to build a time? So that's like the, um, that's like birth pangs, is death, but there's life that comes from it, so that's why in Pasuk Yitzayin, Al-Tiri Kigam Zelach Bein, it's a different kind of death. It, Rachel knows she's supposed to die. She's supposed to die. This alteric Yigam means that it's not just now she has another son. If Rachel is supposed to die, so maybe that's some, maybe that means Rachel has no future. But if she has, if the death is at the same time as the birth, that's a different kind of death. It's a whole different kind of death. But it makes a whole different kind of birth too. Yeah, right. We'll talk about that too a little bit. Okay, now take a look at Yimya Perik. Mom, definitely, definitely makes a different kind of it. Perik Laman Al. Sorry, Perik Laman Al. We spoke a lot about this Prokim in relationship to the story of Dina and Yaakov's return. See, the Perik Laman Al from Yemia is all about the return of Chai Yisrael, Terence Yisrael. So, naturally, it's built on the return of Yaakov. The part that we don't read on Tishbo? Unfortunately, we stopped before this passing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, do my, you meant Rosh Hashanah? we read this. Tishba, we read this. Okay, Tisha, but we stopped right before the Pasuk I want to talk about. Yeah. So this is Parak Lamanav, Pasuk Chaf. So yeah, you look in Pasuk Yudal, Parak Lamanav, Pasuk Yudal, it is Rachel crying. Okay, fine. But um, we're not going to go back to show all the Pasuk with this Pasuk. But here, take a look at Pasuk Chaf. Here it says, Atzivilach Tziyunim. Yeah, a couple of days ago I read this. Set up markers. Similach tamurim, put little trees to mark the road. Pay attention to the route that you're taking. So this is saying you're going to Galus, but set up matzevis, meaning set things up, set up little trees to mark the path you're taking. Because you're going to come back. Okay, we spoke about that at length. So. So there's an eitz and a matzeva, right? Hatzivilach set up to you and put trees to mark it. And there's Rachel crying before, and Rachel's buried baderech. Famously, she's buried baderech so that she should cry when they go to Gullus. And here the pasuk saying like this: Okay, so you're going to Chutzlar, but you should know that you're going to come back. So therefore, mark the route to Chutzlar. Okay. So now let's put that with Ibn Ezra. Chutzar, it says you're not serving Hashem, you're not connected to Hashem. It's a it's a whole different kind of avayda. You're not connected to Hashem. So here's two ways you could leave Eretzal. Either you could just leave Eretzal and just just jump into the seal in the Lehenecha and that's it, you're done. Or you could mark the road. So I'm coming ah, So that's what Yaakov did. He marked exactly where the Lehenecha are. Because you're going to Chutzar, and which means you're, you're not in the same relationship to Hashem. You know, same relationship with Hashem, you're more connected to Lehi Nechor. Like Dov Ramach said, they told him, and the Gemara says, Kol HaGar B'Chutzah Ski Lohi Nechor, because they told Yaakov, Dov Ramach, leave Eitzol and go to Dov Ramach. So, going to Chutzah is, is, is having a Shai to Dov Ramach. 
See, I'm saying, but doesn't mean that there's not a path back. So I'm going to mark the path that we went into Eretz So you know what And I, mean. I dropped off the Lehen Echar. And that's the path you're going to go back, but now you know how to come back in. Like that's what's the same So everything has to be marked. So if you're marking on the way in, he said he's marking it for the way back in. Not for the way back right. out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas here it's talking about when you're marking right. when you're on your way out, right. mark the way out so that you know right. where to come right. back right. in. Right, 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 right. So it's a little funny way to mark it. I mean, if, if, if what, what, I don't know if it's, is it, you're not trying to avoid it. No, because he's saying, here's how you go back out, right? He's saying, when you're going to leave, uh, so you're going to leave. And that's where Ruchel's buried on the road, right? Okay. So you're going to leave. I want. I don't want you to just leave randomly. I want you to go here. You want. So what does it mean? You're leaving Eretzol, you're looking for the Hedecha. Here's where you're going to find them. Why well, don't want you to find them over here? Because now you'll know, oh, here. There's, we stopped over there, we picked up Lehenecha. Because so by, by stopping there on the way out, you'll know how to get back in. And that's inevitable. Is it inevitable? I mean, I don't know. That's enough, he says. I don't no, know. No, I'm just saying is that he's. he's there, you're going to leave Eretz Yisrael, you're going to find Eli Hanukkah. Right. Or whatever right. that means. What it means? But, it I mean, means no, no, that no, you're, you're not going to have the same connection, does it? She gets Eretz Yisrael, you're always going to be. Toda says that if you made, made no, me it's, a, it's a, a bit of a bizarre one, I left it. You love it as well. You love it as well. You're going to find them. So I don't want you to just find them haphazardly, randomly. I want you to keep track of where you found them so you can get back in. It's interesting, though, because... This, seems this statement here in here in Yirmiyah is what Yirmiyah is saying is that Rachel's on the derech she because it means she's got, you're going to go out but she's still right. connected and right. so that this is this seems to be confirming this could be confirming what you're saying that Rachel's connection to Chutzlaretz makes connect- it that you could be in Chutzlaretz and still come back yes very Somehow good that. right right I mean, he had we just dropped Rachel right had we dropped Rachel said okay Rachel's gone why is she gone because she's Chutzlaretz that means if we leave to Chutzlaretz very good that means if once we leave to Chutzlaretz we're also toast. So Rachel and her connection to Lenin Echer um, and Matzevis and Trees allows us to so he marks lose the connection no, 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 to Hashem but still back. be marked back, right. still have some path back. back. Right. Right. So conceptually then, the idea is, that's the idea, conceptually we have a path back. Because if we were to look at it this way, Rachel took a path, right? She first went to Lenin Echer and now, so should we reject it completely? Well, if we reject it completely, it means we're not going to remember that there's a path to get to Avedis Hashem. Well, path of Hashem is through Lenin Echer. So by not by remembering that we know that we can go to Gullus and still use that to rebuild our relationship. With Hashem. And specifically, that's an and why is Rachel specifically the the? Because she took the Lenecha, and that's what makes her no. That's, that's what makes her the uh, the Gullus example of, of of the Gullus of, person. Yeah, of Gullus. Of course. But as, okay, so then it's not just by by leaving we're also taking the. Does anyone who leaves is there also quote unquote taking the Lenecha or that they're going to lose that connection? We just said yes. a second ago. Yes. So then technically wouldn't have to be Rachel who took it. It could be anyone who left. Not, no, because any, anyone who left, anyone who was kicked out, but everyone else could be on their way in. Let's say Leo Yaakov could be expecting to come back in. They're not. They're not. But why Yaakov? Why can't we be the same? Why can we be left. like Yaakov? You're saying. Right. Yeah, why can't we be like Yaakov? Good question. Great question. Why can't we be like Yaakov? Right. Right. That's good. That's a very good question. If Rachel was doing a doing a lay nechav because she has five to us, but the other ones weren't. So good. What the family is is, is contaminated with? No, no, no. But he's saying right. I was saying that Rachel is inevitable. It's inevitably that way. Either, so, either it is or it isn't. No, he's saying it's no, inevitably for us today. Okay, that's that's you're right. We've been contaminated. That's good. We've been contaminated by this. No, but then, but then it's not. But it's not that we have to serve them because we're in Gaulus. Right. Maybe Rachel Stam has a connection to it. But I was saying that we have that when we go to Gaulus we inevitably have a connection to Lenecha and therefore we need Rachel we need Rachel's path of going to Lenecha to Avodah Hashem because otherwise we're not gonna be able to get back. So his question is if Yaakov didn't do it, why can't we just be like Yaakov? 
start from zero because we are Why? Why? When we are so that Yaakov was also kicked out. Yaakov also ran away. He was not kicked out. Oh, no, he had to run away from his soul. He did. The no, it's a good question. It's a good, very good question. Very good question. Okay, there's a lot more to say. So, so let's, uh, hold, let's hold it. Okay. Oh yeah. So the next thing it says over there, the next pasuk there, um, in Yirmiya, that's pasuk Chaval. It talks about them, the cave with the slave of God. This new thing in the earth, which is that the female is going to surround the man instead of the reverse. Okay. We spoke about that at length. Dino, but we're not going to go into that now. But the reason why I'm pointing that is because. I saw something earlier in Yemia. This is this is where it all starts. It starts this whole Nevuah starts in Perak Lamed Pasuk Dalet, and then it continues straight. So Perak Lamed Pasuk Dalet. Ve'la Advar Meshadi Ba'Hashem LeYisov Al Yehuda Kichoyom Ha'Hashem Kol Charot Ha'Shamanu Pachad Ve'Inshalom Shalu Na'uruim Yodet Zocher. Have you ever seen a man giving birth? Is this such a thing? Madur Ra'isi Kol Geva Yodav Achalotz of Kayaleido. How come I see every man has hands on his hips like a woman in, in, in throws at birth? and all faces are turning green. It's a great day, nothing like it. It's an Esar to Yaakov, but he's going to be safe. Okay. Never seen a male giving birth, so why does everyone look like they're having babies? Now, Yushami says, and I do not understand what Yushami is saying. Yushami says the following. Just like a male doesn't give birth, so too, once you're Nigal, you're not going to be Meshubin anymore. <laughs> Just like a male doesn't have babies, so too once Kai saw Nigal the third time, it's, it's going to be final. Okay? Stop. Ainsham. Parenthetically, it's going to be final. They're not going to be chased out. Parenthetically, this has nothing to do with Zionism per se, but I'm assuming whether that Yushami means that we're not going to get to the other So, even if you don't believe it's the Gaula in any sense, the fact is Yushami is saying once we go back, my mom was good. That whether that is dafka, if you believe that it's quote unquote the geula, or it's just a saying that sees. Okay, Al Kaponim, I don't have no idea what the Yishami is saying. It's a very deep thing going on. But, but that has something to do with the cave of the Sefer Gover. Because it starts off, oh, the man doesn't give birth. What's going on? How come the man's giving birth? And it ends up saying there's a new thing in the earth, which is that the female acts like a man. Well, it started off the man acting like a woman, and then the man and the woman acts like a man. So I see those two things are connected. Okay. And why, why it is important that it's connected? Because if you were here in the past year, you know the cave of the Seven Governor is very important for this whole parasha. But I want to focus on this point. Every man is giving birth, he has his hands on his hips. Okay. So it's interesting because. So I noticed that, oh, it's a man. It's a, so, so everyone's giving birth, and his hands on his hips, and his hands on his hips like a Leda. So here in our parasha, so we have a Leda, and it's a difficult Leda. And Yaakov was told, You're going to have kings. Okay, kings will come from Mechalatzecha, from your loins. Now, if you look in Yirmi over there, so it says the beginning again, Peg, Lamed Pazik David. How come every man looks like he's having a baby? And it talks about it's an Esara Liyakiv, many Yivashayah. And then it says, So the men are having babies, which is an Esara Liyakiv from which he's going to be saved, and then they're going to serve David their king. Okay. So we have Yaakov who's told that you're going to have Melacha We have Yaakov who says Hashem was with me B'yoyim Tzarasi Which is like Yan Hashem B'yoyim Tzar Which ends Hashem Rishiyah And that's like the Ace Tzar Yaakov From which he's going to be saved Is this terrible child And from that comes kings From that comes kings Yaakov was told And Rachel had a difficult birth And kings came from that Shol Kings came from Binyam and Ishbaisha, says the Gemara says. Okay, now, 
Furthermore, furthermore, there are three places where pangs of childbirth. I said that wrong, right? Birth pangs. Birth pangs are um, difficult births lead to kings. Okay, so there's this one. Malach and Rachel dies. There's that pasuk in Yirmiyah. Why do men look like they're having babies, and then but then they can serve David, and and somehow that Yishami says the fact that the men are having the babies that means the Gula is a Gula Shlem. Okay. Now I'll show you two other places where we have this problematic Leda, difficult Leda, and um, kings are born from that. One is in Hesheya, Parakud Gimel, and this one's also men having birth pains, labor. Hesheya Parak Yud Gimel. Shouldn't surprise us. Hesheya gives a lot of. Uh Where's your king? Where's the king? Let him save you. You asked for a king. You asked for a king. This is Christ all asked for a king and they got Shaul. So Hesheah says in the name of Hashem, Where's your king? Let him save you. You asked for a king. Let him save you. I gave you a king in my anger and I'll take it back by Verasi. And then Sarah right in Ephraim, the sin of Ephraim is, is, is um, packaged, saved, preserved. Sfuna chatasai. Chevle yeleida ba'uloi. Chevle yeleida are going to come to him, to a male. Okay? And then the next pasuk, miyad sha'oil efdeim. I will redeem them from the grave, mimavas agal. So on the one end, he says, look, where's your king? You guys, you guys asked for a king. How come he doesn't save you? And then it talks about the Chavali Leda, and, and then there will be a Gula from the grave, from death, which is, as you pointed out, a, a, a child born from a mother who's dying means it's like say, snatched from the jaws of death. So that's what's happening over here. Okay. But there's, with your king, there's going to be Chavali Leda, and then there's going to be life from that. Sha'el. Okay. And the last one is in Micha. It's also, we went through Micha and the Tzvash of Yaakov. Lots of Esheo at the end, and Micha's Mamish Keseda. But I won't review that now. Let's just talk about this. Perik Dalit, Pasik Hay, talks about the Mamlocha, the Mshol HaVishayna, Pasik Tes. I'm sorry, I meant to say Pasik Ches. Perik Dalit, Pasik Ches, and Tes. Ato Lomosiri Ireya, Hamelech Eimbach, don't you have a king? How come you're gripped with chil like a yaleda? Don't you have a king? And then again, you're going to go out to, from the city into the field, and, but you're going to be saved, and Hashem is going to redeem you. So where's your king? Why are you, why are you in childbirth? Why you look like you're having a baby? But Hashem is going to save you. Okay, parenthetically, oh, and then again you have in Perkei, in Micha, about the kings, Pasuk Aleph and Beis, um, the Moshe be Israel who's coming from Beis Lechem, and Pasuk Beis Lechem Yitim, at Eis Yeleide Yolada, he's going to wait till the, till the Yeleide has a baby. Okay? And then Agav, in the end of, and then Michop, the end of Perakei, talks about Ashur and Yaakov is Ketal, and they're not going to rely on their horses, and they're not going to say, worship the Maisi Yedayim, which is like the end of Hoshea, which is the after tomorrow. I mean, Shabbos. Shuvah. Okay, that Asher is not going to help us, we're not going to ride horses, and we're not going to say, Masi Yedenu, Eich Atali Yisrael, 
So that's Micha and Hashem parallel. But at this point, they also parallel. Micha talks, Hashem talks about a child. Where's your king? So you're going to be in the throes of childbirth. Where's your king? And, and same thing in Micha. So I want to explain what the, what's going on. What I think is going on. And again, we also have Yehumir says, but he'll be saved from it. And Hashem says, I'll redeem them from the grave, from the, from the drawers of death. And Micha says, Hashem is going to redeem us. Because that's what childbirth is. A, de- a difficult childbirth means there's death, possibly, but there's also a life coming. So Rachel is, so now, okay. Now, last point, and this will, then we'll get back to at least something over here. Yaakov, should he marry Leah, should he marry Rachel? Ve'eni Leah rakas, v'rochel oisi yifas toi v'fas mar. So I want to chaz a b'kitz where he said that, mamash b'kitz and nimrits. That pasuk is very strange, because how does one thing, Rachel has, Leah has delicate eyes, and Rachel was beautiful, how does one thing parallel the other? So we said in the following, because Ene Learakis means, we showed in Tanakh, that the eyes are similar to the leif. If, 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 if Leah has delicate eyes, that means she has delicate leif. And so that means that's something about her inside, about her character. While Rachel was beautiful on the outside. So what's, so, okay, Aleph. So why is it so significant? Because Yaakov wanted to make a king. Yaakov needed to have a king, he needed to make a nation, he needed to find a wife who's going to make him a king. So what do you need for a king? So there are three people described in Tanakh as having Rach Leiv. David, Shlomo, and Rechavon. The three kings that ruled over undivided kingdom, at least for some time. From Ach Yehuda. And Shaul was, was the handsome one. And that's why I'm so excited about Shaul. So Yaakov believed that to get a king, you need a, you need a beautiful woman because you need to have a good-looking king. So that's why he goes for Rachel. Shmuel also. But in truth, right, Shmuel sees oh, Leinayim and Hashem sees Laleiv. But in truth, the good kings are the Rach Leiv of. So therefore, he should have taken Leiv. Okay, so now, now, now let's go back to our parasha. Yaakov could have written off Rachel right now. She has the trophy, she could be over. But instead, Yaakov still wants kings from Rachel, because that's what it was all about the whole time. Who's going to make him king? So Machari has kings already from, from Yehuda. From Leah. <laughs> but no. And they, so he could have said Rachel's a mistake, we don't need her. But instead, he says, he's told him, he's still going to have kings from, from Rachel. Rachel, who's supposed to die. Remember, that's what the Pesach of is saying, don't you have kings? What do you need a king for? You need another king? Another king? Fine. You've got another king. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how the Pesukim work out. Meaning in Yirmah, his reference is to David. In Hesheah, what he's saying is, you guys, it's sarcastic, right? Where's your king? You asked for another king. Klaus will ask for Shaul. And Hesheah is very against the Mach Yisrael. He likes David. All of them love David. He's very against the Mach Yisrael. So Hesheah is saying, where's your king? Don't you have a king? You want another king? Meaning, do you have David? You want another king? You want a king from Rachel? You want a king from Shaul? Okay, that's going to come with great, at a great cost. And that's going to be like, like um, childless. Okay, so just showing one, just showing that. I didn't actually. Just showing like this. I'm just showing that. I'm just showing, showing that. Showing that Yirmiyot uh, is childbirth. I don't know what that's for the men. I'm not sure what that's about. And 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 a king that comes from that. Same thing in Micha. Same thing in Hesheya. And same thing in our parsha. Because ya- Yaakov is still keep holding on to Rachel for what? For kings? Because that's what the whole question was about to begin with. Which means he could have said, okay, Vaisdes, my kings are supposed to come from Leah. But instead, he kept, he held on to Rachel, which means he still wants kings from Rachel. He still wants kings. Fine, but there's a, a, a death and, a, and some difficult childbirth because you're creating some new child that maybe shouldn't exist. I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know what the pshat. And is he right and is he wrong and all that? I don't know that either.
And with that, we will end.